Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Hey there, and welcome again to another STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods, and we look for ways to help you add more science, technology, engineering, and math to your everyday classroom. And with me today, we have a great special guest, Marianne Rogers Lamberth, and she's from the STEM Academy in Savannah, Georgia. Welcome, Marianne. Hello. It's, it's great to be with you guys. And uh, first of all, thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule of, of being this, this film and broadcasting guru at your school, this expert. So first off, tell me about what is it like to be able to teach at a STEM Academy? It's, it's the dream world to me. I often tell people that I landed in teacher Disneyland uh, because we talk so often about that we believe that you know, our curriculum should integrate and cross-curricular teaching, problem-based learning, and we actually do that at the STEM Academy. I have kids you know, talking about science, mathematics. Two of my students right now in a film class are working on an experiment to submit to NASA to go on the International Space Station. And so being and I've been able to collaborate with the research teachers, the science teachers, the maker, engineering teachers. And so it's it's this free for all of just a a positive learning environment where we're always working together. Well, that that I mean, to a lot of teachers, that sounds like like a dream come true. I mean, some teachers may be thinking, oh, science and math, and I'm scared of those things, but but that that all, all those words that you just said, the working together, the collaboration, the yeah. projects, the kids being interested and excited. I mean, who who doesn't want any of that? And and you know, I I have a background in in liberal arts. I started out as an English teacher in middle school, and and so I understand how science and mathematics can be overwhelming to some people. But in an environment like the STEM Academy, when it's not your strength. We've built in all of these these stop gaps that you can go to others and say, hey, I don't know this, but can you help me? And I think that's great modeling for our students, no matter what type of school you teach at, mm -hmm. as long as you're willing to say, I'm not an expert in everything, but I'm going to try and look it up and find someone who's smarter than me. That's what we want our students to do. To do. We want them to be flexible enough in their learning that they don't have to be an expert in everything, but they're willing to keep going, possibly fail you know, reflect and keep problem solving. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. And, and, and it's a STEM Academy. What, what grade levels is it? Is it public? Is it private? Is it, tell it us is, a little bit about the school. Yeah, it is, it is a public school. It's a public specialty school in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, some people might call it like a magnet design school. And so we have an entire specialty program system uh, within the public schools in Savannah. So students go through a, 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 a application lottery process where they have a minimum test score they enter the lottery and if their number gets pulled they can go to the school and there's several other specialty schools uh throughout the district as well that some students choose to go to cool and this is for mainly middle school or middle school it and is, high school it is middle school it is sixth grade through eighth grade so they're making they're making projects for nasa in middle school imagine what they're going to do when they're in high school huh in in seventh grade yeah those two students are seventh graders so imagine what they'll do yeah uh, one of them asked me if they could put it on their resume later. And I said, if you don't, that's when we'll have the discussion. <laughs> now, now, I mean, you said you were a, a liberal arts major and, and communication is, is really what, what a lot of reading and writing is all about. 
right and, and you just take that communication and and turn it into that film and broadcasting aspect you teach. it's all about storytelling what you and i are doing today is we're telling a story we're asking each other questions we're we're telling a story and that's what life is about it's about storytelling if i yeah. have a project that i want people to be as passionate about as as i am uh, I have to tell them the story about the project and I have to convince them to get on board with the project. Well, that's storytelling. That's that's ELA, that's communications. Uh, and that's what we do in our daily lives. Even if I go to the grocery store and they don't have the brand of milk that I want, then I have to go up to the manager and say, hey, this is why you need to you know, sell this. This is how it's going to help us all. I promise that I will buy it if you, you know, get it. That's that's this daily survival skill that we have. And that's communications. That's cool. So you you teach a, a film and broadcasting class. Um, I, I was just reading the the description here on on your website. Participants use problem based, project based learning and collaborative, modified flipped classroom to plan, create, and present film and broadcasting products while analyzing the filmmaking and broadcasting process and evaluating respected films from American international canon along with current technology innovation and trends. That's, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's what that's you know with sixth through eighth graders. My sixth graders, I only have them for a nine weeks period. My seventh yep. graders, I have for a semester, and my eighth graders, I either have for a semester or a year long. So does and, it work as a does it work as a uh, an elective class? Yes, yes, it's an elective. Some people call it a specials, uh, but it's an elective yep. class. Yeah. Okay, but but yet the things that you're doing in in that class. Are, are really things that that really any English or, or writing or reading teacher, even science and math, I mean, anybody can be adding film, broadcasting, that idea. Of course, of course. You know, a lot of times when I talk with teachers and they say, how can I do this? One of the first thing I say is, you know, go to, go to Walmart or a store somewhere and pay $2.99 for a yard of green fabric and put up a green screen in your classroom. Just grab some hot glue and put up a green screen on the wall of your classroom. And students will go crazy with using a green screen. Mm -hmm. And you can produce PSAs, you can produce commercials. If a student is doing a presentation and researching you know, Jupiter, uh, then allow them to use that green screen and have Jupiter in the background, allow them to go in. And so much of this technology is free these days using just a smartphone or a tablet or iPad. Um, that it's readily available in the classroom. Yeah, and it's it's so great. I mean, they talk about that 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 mu I mean, look at the music industry and how how quickly yes. that changed when it became accessible to anybody to create music right on yes. a, a device. Well, film is is quickly right behind that. It's right behind it. And you know, I'm in Georgia where we have this huge expansive just growing, you know, without even being able to describe the magnitude of the growth uh, film industry. And you Atlanta, mean, you mean Hollywood, Georgia, Hollywood, Georgia. Yes. <laughs> you know, we you know, people associate Georgia now with The Walking Dead and, and all these other productions. Um, and a lot of those came out of Atlanta, where you started seeing movies being filmed in Atlanta and everything else. There's now a waiting list to film in Atlanta. So guess where everybody's going to film? They're coming to Savannah, Georgia, where we can make it look like they're in a desert, in a jungle, on a farm, in a city. And, and so there's so many different environments here to film in. The industry is really moving to Savannah. So what I'm doing is producing the next generation of workers for the film industry in Savannah, Georgia and in Georgia, period. And so it's it's super easy for you to, to say, hey, kids, look out. 
look in the news, look around town. It's it's a, these are real jobs, real skills, real things yeah. that you can do, and you're learning it in the classroom. You're learning it in the classroom. Yeah. So so I mean, you talked earlier about you you didn't start out as this film and broadcasting teacher. You you started out you know you got you got cool technology. You got an overhead projector in your classroom. I got an overhead projector, and and that was that was my first middle school classroom. Um, it was in a very very small town. It had one stoplight. And they were so excited when they rolled in the overhead projector to me. And so we brought you technology <laughs> and it had the film that you rolled across and you could tell when I used it. Cause I had the streak of like blue or black going all the way down oh, yeah. my arm every day. Oh, yeah. Yes. I can, I can yeah. imagine. I'm, I'm just thinking in my head though, how cool, like you could, you could use that roller for, for some <laughs> sort of moving background of some, some right? green screen project now. Yes, yes. I'm sure we could have a blast with that and do a stop motion animation project. Yeah. Uh, so I, I remember someone from a, a local education agency coming in and I turned the overhead projector to the board and was using it like a smart board. Yeah. And and she asked me, she said, how did you ever think of that? I've never seen that. And that was probably the beginning of my quest to to find low budget technology to, sil to solve high budget problems. Yeah. And so, so now you've been doing this this film and broadcasting class. You even created this this thing called the Nevermore Student Film Festival. Yes. So there are so many great student films out there these days, and students are passionate. Uh, if you you know watch a child with a a device walking around their neighborhood, a lot of times they're making a movie. You have apps like We Video. Of course, we have iMovie. We have so many different apps out there that they can make their own movies so quickly and load them to YouTube and other sharing, you know, sharing platforms. Mm -hmm. And so I want them to be able to celebrate what they're doing. I want parents and community members to see what our students are doing. So we started the Nevermore Student Film Festival. Uh, it's held here in Savannah. It'll be May 25th. And we're inviting elementary and middle school students to share their student films, their PSAs, their commercials, their music videos. Uh, there's a category asking, or the category is about, you know, be a STEM superhero. And so my favorite apps right now for students, uh, allows them to use superhero effects in their films. And they love that because everyone loves the Marvel films and, and everything else. And, and so, you know, I have students crashing cars into the side of the school, you know, using the superhero <laughs> effects and, you know, throwing, you know, laser beams at each other. Uh, so it's, it's very fun. It, it just gets them and at, I try to make them understand the technology behind it, the history behind it, and it gets them to tell a story. And it's their story that they're telling. So it comes right back to that's that's what it's about. It's about telling a story. Everybody has a story to tell. And yeah. and and some of those kids that are sitting in the backs of our classrooms that that may seem quiet or may seem unengaged very often have stories that they would love to tell. Yes, and yeah, the beauty of filmmaking is that you don't, you can be the director, you can be the producer, you can be the script writer, you can be the Foley artist, and you you don't necessarily have to be the actor. And so a lot of students who don't like being in front of everyone, they find their niche within filmmaking. And because they can stay, they can still stay behind the scenes, but tell their story. Yeah. Now, earlier, you, you told me about we had, we had interviewed Stephen Ruth, one of your uh, teachers at your school uh, yes. a while back. And and you were telling me earlier about so he does these these STEM and maker classes and 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 collaborating with you. Yes, we've collaborated on several projects. I, I don't know if he talked about Circus Maximus with you. No, uh, I don't if think we had so. done that, 
So Circus Maximus is a project that we collaborate on along with our Lego Robotics uh, teacher, Will Hanna, our Latin teacher, Jonathan Coker, and our uh, visual arts and applied design teacher, uh, Josh Ballou. And the five of us came together and the students actually designed their own Lego robotic chariots. Hmm. And in Ruth's class, they built these, these racetracks based on the design of Circus Maximus uh, back in the ancient days. Mm-hmm. And their Lego robotic chariots raced on the racetracks. Our Latin students uh, announced the games in Latin and English. They kept score in Latin and English. And my film and broadcasting students, we uh, we pulled up a big white screen, said it was the Jumbotron, and they produced commercials to run in between the races. They had to research what were popular products during that time period. So we <laughs> sold a lot of Gladiator cologne, which is Gladiator sweat. Uh, they they had an interesting uh, restroom habit, what they used you know in the restroom. So one of my students you know, designed a a a very neon colored, uh, he called it the butt brush. And we <laughs> sold that. Uh, and then the students also filmed and live streamed the entire event. So wow. their parents could you know, watch it and it gave them great experience. Wow. But yeah, so all of us dressed up as gladiators and the teachers were the Roman family. And we <laughs> we marched around and, and raced the Lego robotic chariots that day. Cool. You, so, guys, you, get, you guys got the special seats right in the, in the front row boxes, of, right? Of course, of course, yes. <laughs> Uh, so we've done that right now. Uh, sixth graders between our classes, they looked at the the process of filmmaking and look at the materials that you use on a film set. We talked a lot about how so often, especially on small budget films, that you have to make it work with what you have. And so Ruth has had his students studying the different products and and they are making everything from Foley boxes to use as miniature Foley stages to rigs for iPads to use on set to our, our favorite one is a rain machine. They are making their own rain machine to you and they'll use these in production at Stone. Wow, that's just awesome. It, it, it's getting these kids really, really thinking, really engaged. I'm, I'm sure the kids definitely want to come to school. Yeah, I, I don't really have problems with attendance. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe thinking here at the end here, some of that stuff sounds really complicated, big and technologically. I mean, yeah, you started with an overhead projector, but you know, how, how would a teacher start maybe just adding a little bit of film or a little bit of something to, to their classroom? It doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be a film or broadcasting class. Right. You know, one thing that I always ask teachers, I'm like, you, you want a final product, right? You want something that students can, can show and what they do. So instead of having that presentation in front of the class, let students make a commercial, let them make a short film, let them make a movie trailer, uh, and to advertise their final product, to tell the story of their final product. Uh, we used to, I used to be a, a ELA teacher, and we would look at The Giver and talk about you know, utopias and dystopias, and I would have students design their own utopia. Mm-hmm. And so make a commercial about the utopia and share it with the class. And students, you know, allow students to use their own technology in class, allow them to use those, those phones, those devices. If not, so much of this you can do on just a regular computer. And even if they don't actually get to make the film, using script writing and storyboarding, you know, those pre-production elements that we use in film, really helps, helps students to break down the story. And so to mm. use a storyboard as an, an assessment when you're looking you know, at different things, if you're breaking down the scientific process, we'll storyboard your experiment before, mm. you, actually, you, know, before you actually do it. 
So instead of saying, all right, kids, you need to make a, you know, a 600 word rough draft. Right. You know, make it, make it exciting by calling it a storyboard. Make it exciting by calling it a storyboard. Yeah. Right. And let them, let them draw it. There's so many students that, and you still, you put your text in there and your data in there, but let them also include the visual element. Yeah, that's cool. So, so if I had to ask you, Marianne, one reason why why would you encourage any teacher, every teacher, to put some video stuff in their class? I would I would ask the teacher to walk around for a day and tell me how much video they encountered, because even when I went to the gas station this morning, a video oh. greeted me after I put my debit card in. Yep. And so we're not teaching students how to analyze and evaluate all of these messages that are coming towards them on a daily basis, then we're failing them as teachers. And so I, I want teachers to, to bring this in their classroom so students become smart about the messages they're receiving, the visual messages they're receiving. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome, Marianne. Uh, been chatting with Marianne Rogers-Lambert. Uh, thanks again for, for joining us today, Marianne. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, and, uh, and all of her students that are listening to this, um, she did a great job. And, <laughs> and uh, you don't need to critique any of her, any of her talking. She did a great job. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, as always, thanks for listening to the STEM Everyday Podcast. And check out all the great podcasts at RemarkableChatter.com. And we'll talk to you again on the next podcast. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.